Okay, let's begin our uh, discussion of Parshas Vayeshev and a little bit of Hanukkah. Um, Tavshin Peidalet, as we uh, get into Yosef and his brothers. Vayishlach was Yaakov and Esav, and now we are uh, Yosef and his brothers. And uh, let us start off with, a cu- again, a couple of thoughts. Uh, there's always the same number of thoughts, but the um, some of them are just longer than others, you saw a couple of ma'amorim. So let's first see the source number one, V'salachti B'Sochachem, from uh, Rav Blumenzweig in his uh, in Sefer on Chumash. And he notes uh, that there's a pattern. There's a pattern in Sefer Bracious. Right? The Pesukim start off with the dreams of Yosef. V'yomer hinei chalanti chalom od, ha'shemesh v'yarech v'achadasar kochavim mishtachavim li. They are the sun and the moon, the stars, they're bowing down. And he tells his father and his brothers, and we know the story, but we should always, as we note, we should always try to read the psukim and the stories as if it's the first time. As if we, you know, are just becoming aware of the story, the emotion that we're going to have in Miketz and Vayigash. But already here, Vayeshev, the, the, uh, the feelings of Yosef in the pit, the feelings of the brothers when they sold him, try to get into the characters. So, Peparsha Senu, Says Rav Blumenzweig, We have the dreams, how the brothers related to the dreams and the sale. Right? This whole this whole episode and the difficulty and the and the inner fighting is what is what built the nation. If we look at the entire Sefer Bracious, we can maybe get a, a deeper appreciation into the section of Yosef and his, and his brothers. Coming together and separation. The starts from the beginning and it continues, but that we see in other Svarim also, but he's going to talk about a uh, different ending than is usually focused on. Ten generations. After ten generations of the world, Adam, Shes, Enosh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hishchis, Kemadas, Kol Hashem destroys the world. Right? Ten generations from Adam to Noah. You get there, Hashem is Mevarer. Garin katan nishar, a little seed is left. That's it. But the space between Noah and the whole world was totally <laughs> different world. quantitatively, qualitatively, and there was a mitziut chadasha. Noah, that little seed was so far different and so far removed from everything else in the world, Hashem removed. This was the most extreme act of separation that we're going to have in Sefer Bracious. There was no space for what was beside Noah. So Hashem destroyed the world, couldn't even stay. Then we have ten generations later, another act of separation. Another act of birur. Behemshech, bedoro shal Avraham, anushuv pokshim hafrada. We again have separation and refining and removing the ochel from the psoles, so to speak. Avram hitztavalech lecha. Avram, go away from where you are, from your land, and be separated. Hisrachik vihisnatek me olam sheboatanimsa. Avram, Noach was separated from the world by the world being destroyed. Avram is separated from his world by leaving his world. It was less of a separation. He went somewhere and he left everyone else. Right, it wasn't as extreme of a separation. But it was still an act of of uh, again, it's not just separation, but taking the good from the bad, so to speak, like in the real, in the true borer sense, in terms of Hilcha Shabbos. And the small positive seed was small. It got even smaller when Avram Avinu, though he was spreading monotheism, so though that whole group. We're separated from the rest of the world, but then once Brismila was commanded, um, a refinement 
even more limiting. Avram is connected to God, but again, separated from the world. So then we could say, okay, we're good. We have Avram Avinu. We have the first of the nation. No more separation needed. But as we know, that did not happen. After Hayalot Sapos, I would have expected, And yet we know that's not true. Out of Avram's sons, separation. Harchaka of Yishmael. To Avraham it was very hard, as we know. Sarah hevina es atzorach ba'archakato shal Yishmael. Sarah understood, aval Avraham kasheh ha'yel shalayachato. He didn't want to. Bekom makom ha'yavkut nimshacha, adai notra hitmodedut bein kochot. There was a battle, but Yishmael had to be sent away. And then we continue. Right, keeps getting closer in in separation. Before and obviously it was different mothers. Different mothers. You separate one from the other. Now you have the same parents. Same parents, same pregnancy. And yet there's a separation. Yitzchak even loved Esav. Avram loved Yishmael. Yitzchak loved Esav. Through the whole Talich, now we finally come to the Shifteka. We come to Beis Yaakov. We know, looking back, that we have the Shifteka. There are there are twelve Shvatim. There are twelve stones on the Choshen. But we see in the Parsha that maybe the Shvatim themselves weren't so sure about that. And so far, there have been many. So many, every generation, hafradas and separations and refinement, maybe there still needs to be one more stage of refinement. And both sides felt the issue. Somebody has to go. Somebody has to go. So who's going to be that somebody? Turning the page. Turning the page, right? Yosef, Yosef has his dreams. Yosef sees in his dreams the brothers bowing down to him. He sees the sun and the moon and the stars. Who does he think, right? We've had in the past, we've already had generations where a small minority is picked out from a larger group. Yosef sees these dreams and he was, according to Chazal, 17, immature and not... Um, not knowing to do fully with the information that he has been given. Who's going to be in charge? Who's going to be the one? Yos Yaakov Avinu sees, again, uh, hears and sees, Vaviv Shamar Asadavar, as he, as he hears. So Yosef maybe is a little, maybe I'm the one. Maybe that's what he was expressing in his dreams. Again, different shot of exactly what he was expressing. The brothers hear and they say, he's against us. He's different than us. He has his own value system. So maybe the brothers think that he's he's the one that's that has to be out. So what happens? Line seventeen in the next page. Yosef is not take me base Yaakov. Yosef is separated. Yosef is se- so what happens then? Yosef is separated, and we'll see he's not the only one that's separated. Yes, Yosef is separated against his will. But then, now comes the test. Yosef is separated. He was forcibly separated. Is he going to go his own way? Is he going to build his own nation? What happens? At the moment that he would have given it up and he would have gone his own way, the moment with Ashes Potiphar, he sees his father. What does that mean? it means that he realizes that he is not becoming separated. And he wants to remain close to the source. His anchor is Beis Abba. I'm not separating. You want me to separate? I'm not separating. I'm going to be part of the clan. I'm part of the family. I'm not out. Yehuda also became separated. 
Right? Yehuda, Yosef went down to Mitzrayim. Yehuda went down. Remember the Lashon the Chazal used. Hura, the Pasuk, not just uh, the, right, the, uh, the Pasuk uses the, uh, the Lashon. We find the, right after Yosef goes down, Yehuda goes, there's a parallel. Yosef and Yehuda both went down. Both were separated. Yosef was separated, Balkarcho. Yehuda went down from his own volition. Yehuda Lumazel, line 24, Hisna take me beisaviv, who yarad me yimechav, and he came the machamah namuch biyoter. And what happens? At the end of the Yehuda story, not in this week's parsha, but Yehuda went down, and was he going to splinter the Shvatim? Was he going to accept that Yosef is out and maybe Yehuda will start something new? No. What does he do? Arvus. Arvus. I'm with Binyamin. I'm going to go find Yosef so he comes back. Yosef is out and he shows that he's connected to the source. Yehuda's out and he also shows through their later actions. And this was a maturing process of Yehuda and Yosef. And we have, of course, in Vayigash, Mashiach ben David and Mashiach right, ben, uh, ben Yosef. We have the two Mashiachs in the Navi. As it says in the sun, With this expression, in future, in the next parsha, Yehuda expressed Gamhu. Turning up page now. Ne'emonus v'achrai is l'beis Abba. So what happens? So there's a lot of separation going on in this sefer. Many point that out. Bura Blumenzweig adds, Yosef and Yehuda were on their way to become separated, but they didn't accept it. And they stayed true to where they came from and in that way were able to keep the Shvatim together. Okay, that's one background for the entire story. And there's another one. And then we'll get to some of the psukim. There's another thought that Rav Rivlin has in uh, his Iyune HaParsha on, um, on the Parsha. And Rav Rivlin points out, also focusing, these are two overarching, without, again, focusing on psukim, two overarching thoughts on the, on the, uh, on the Sefer. And again, we have to analyze the psukim closely. If any parsha we should analyze the Pesukim closely, maybe it would be this parsha, the Rashbam. Remember the Rashbam, we did this many years ago, about a decade ago, the Rashbam, the first Rashbam on the parsha, uh, in Vayeshev says, I discussed with my grandfather Rashi, and when he was old, and he admitted to me that if he would have time and he would be younger, he would rewrite some of his commentary on the Torah closer to Pshuto Shel Mikra. So the Rashbam is the ultimate Pashtun, right? He says, if you look closely, that you know, the brothers didn't sell Yosef, right? Look closely, the brothers threw him in the pit, and then the Midianim and the Israelim, and they didn't sell, they caused him to be sold. Another number of uh, amazing, uh, reading the Psukim very closely, according to the, uh, to the Rashbam. But, uh, but there are also overarching principles. So Rev. Rivlin notes, we have to realize the background to what contributed to this tragic story. Nobody is clean in the story, as we're about to see. Not one person in this parsha is totally clean. And it doesn't even start, and we have to realize the human side of it, it doesn't even start with Yosef. doesn't start. We think, we read, we come to Vayeshev, we think Yosef instigates, and Yosef starts with his dreams. There's a lot of history already, even before Yosef. And it already started in last week's parsha, and two weeks ago, and three weeks ago. Sefer Bracious, says Rav Rivlin, source number four. Mishupa betiurei rivos v'sechsuchim bein achim. The brothers, did, you know, fights and, and arguments. Barabaz ha-mikram arishonim, right? All of Sefer Bracious is full of sibling fighting. Right? That's why one of the, one of the pshatim of why we give a bracha to our children on Friday night. Ephraim and Manasseh, one of the pshatim is because they were the first siblings that didn't fight. At least that we don't know, maybe they did a little bit normal, but we don't know of any fighting. We don't know of any sibling rivalry. So, but we have from the beginning of time, Kain and Hevel, Shem Cham and Yefes, Yitzchak Yishmoel, Yaakov and Esav, Hamavaku Bein Tov Ba'alil, 
And uh, usually it's between good and bad, right? Good and evil. Kimat yeshlomar ben tzad the gamar l'rasha muchlat. Barbasa mikrim harachronim. In the in the last four, hamavaku ben anashim shaf lo echad mehem rasha. Gam rachel v'gam leya. Yosef echad. Ephraim umanasha peretz v'zarach kula mov the Hashem olochim b'darko. But in these, in all of these, there was still a chosen one. There wasn't fights, but there was a chosen one. Interesting. Rachel and Leah. There was a chosen one. Who's called Aishas Yaakov? Yosef and his brothers. There was only one that got the Xonus Pasim. Ephraim and Menashe. Right? Switching of the hands. Peretz Vizerach. And even though there was a chosen one, we have the Shifteka. We have the Shifteka. But Mamar says, uh, Rav Rivlin, what we're going to discuss is, What led to the sale? Let's appreciate the story. There's so much discussion of after. But what about before? The, the, the background to the such deep hatred. Thirteen shvatim, if you add the Ephraim and Manasseh. Echad, right, the Gematria. So that was ripped. How is it? How is it? So line 12. Something to think about that we don't always think about. You can't appreciate Yosef and his brothers unless you think about Rachel and Leah and their relationship and how that trickled down that we know that already from the story of Ruvain. How, how upset and angry Ruvain was. Okay, I could deal with I could deal with Rachel. I'm going to deal with Bilhah. So that was what they were born into. It started in the previous generation. Bnei Yaakov lo Paulim b'chalal areik. The Bnei Yaakov aren't in a vacuum. He mamshichim gam b'muda ve'gam b'malchim teis muda emet akina sheshartav ben Rachel v'Leah. Again, Leah was given by Rachel. Rachel gave up everything. Rachel didn't have children. Rachel dies young. So many, so much. This is what the brothers have. The six brothers, six, half the Shvatim, half the Shvatim Leah. And Yaakov shows favoritism to Yosef and Binyamin. B'nei Leah no sima luach libam es cherpas imam. The B'nei Leah carry on their hearts the busha, the years. Shehuznachai de Yaakov letovas rochel ha'ahuva. Right, that, that's the history. That's how we know Chazal understand Ruvain's chet. He moves his bed into the, to the shivcha. Right, that's the background. Loksones, top of the next page. Loksones hapasim ergiz osam. It wasn't stam that Yaakov gave them an extra, gave him an extra coat. Elamashi yitzka, what that coat represented. It's the hemshech. It's the next generation of favoritism. You favored Rachel, and now you're favoring her kids. V'yoser misha itraktonis as Yosef, he is kira as Rachel. Right, that reminded, that reminded Yaakov, and it reminded the brothers. Ki'ela told us Yaakov Yosef. The Medrash focuses on that. Shekolatz Moshe Yaakov lo avadetsa lava nela berachel. Ksonas pasim shenitnel Yosef chozeres umaskira laachim as cherpas imam. Right, all all of these sukim. Right, bnei Rachel Eishes Yaakov. Eishes Yaakov. Rashi quotes Rachel was Eishes Yaakov. Al nishkach she b'shem shmos shloshes avanim arishonim. Unbelievable. The first three sons of Yaakov. Leah names her children something connected to my pain that I've had. Something connected to Ra Hashem Ba'anyi, Ruvain. Shama Hashem ki snuwa anochi. Hashem hears. Ata pam yilave ishi. Now my husband has to come with me. All those names in their essence, they were named out of the pain. 
that Leah was going through. Chazal hifnu etzba ma'ashima klape Yaakov. So Yaakov had part, Chazal uh, take him to task on it about showing favoritism. V'tanu shebenesinas ksonas apasim im kol matana mashmo yot. Know what that causes. Right, Yaakov. And he quotes the Gemara and Shabbos Daf Yud. Don't show favoritism to one child. Because of that, so that's Yaakov. But he wasn't all. We built him up just now, but he's not the only one. Yosef at Tzadik. Yosef, at this point, he was Na'ar. Line 21. Michel Gosho Yaakov Na'avar Lechel Gosho Yosef. Pshita. Shetrumas Yosef Lariv Shebeno Venachiv. Haisa Bedibur Yaser. Yosef, it was his speech. He had the dream, he had the dream. Okay, what could he do? You have a dream. Hashem gives you a dream. Maybe he's giving you a message. Even if it's a nevuah, you have to say it over. You have to tell them you know how they feel about you. Yosef, you didn't help matters. In contrast to Binyamin, who is the quietest? Who doesn't say a word? We think of Binyamin as like this little boy, you know. We mentioned a number of years ago, a different article Rav Rivlin has. Binyamin was in his 30s. And we treat him like, oh, who, who put this in his knapsack? Oh, your lunchbox. Binyamin was a, was a grown man. He doesn't say a word. That's his midah. Right, the stone, remember the stone on the Hoshin? Yesh, the Yashve, Yesh Peh. He has a mouth, but he doesn't use it. Right, that's the, that's Binyamin. So in contrast to Binyamin, who is the Shaskan Muflag, Shebekoshi Motsi Milamipiv, right, very, you know, when does he talk at all? Tomin Yosef, Mukashim, Basode Yachasav Imechav, Bipat Petes Shalobim Koma. First of all, he says it at all. He says it at all. Right? Even what's not, right, Vayave Diba Samra, before his dreams. What did the Pasuk say? He told on his brothers. He thought he was the rabbi. Right, he thought he was his brother's rabbi. Hainin Maschil Basipur Lashon Harala Achim. Vayave Yosef is Diba Samra Lavihem. Kal Rasha Eroa Bahem Beechav. Bnei Leha Yamagi Laviv. Ochlin Menachaim is Azbe Shvachos. As Rashi quotes. And even if you think that you're, there's a mitzvah of Tochacha, you have to know. And he was punished for it. And it's not only that, he says over the dreams. Why do they have to need to know that? And not only that, he said over the dreams, but according to the acronym, it was how he said over the dreams. It was how. You want to say maybe he would have gone to them and say, you know what, guys, I have, I had a dream last night. You know, I don't know what it means. I just, this is what it is, you know. But he didn't come off like that, according to Chazal. Right, what does it say? Vayisnu oso, they hated him. Al chalomosav, va'al devarav. Because of his dreams and because of his words. What does that extra phrase mean? Al devarav. Ma pesher atosefes asina. So he quotes here from the Meshachachma, which we did years ago, and the Klayaka. The Meshachachma says, you find the word vihine, the Medr says the vihine always means lashen simcha. Vihine. You find the word vihine numerous times. They hated him for what he said and how he said it. What kind of simcha? Your besimcha that we're, that you're subjugating us? That's one shot of what al-dvarev is, is how he said it. The klayakar gives a different shot. The klayakar notes that the Gemara tells us, however, you have a dream, right? What does the Gemara say? It's all about the interpretation. You can interpret it in you can interpret it in ways that doesn't put you on top and us on the bottom. And also, you have a dream based on what you dream about when you're awake. So it's all connected. You have those dreams because maybe that's what you dream about ruling us. So both the Klayakar, it's, it's not just about that he said it, but it's how he said it. So Yosef was not clean in this regard either. So Yaakov has his pekel, 
and Yosef has his, and of course we have the brothers themselves. The next page, line nine. Kimuvan shegama achim tarmim etchalkam lemetach hamitzdaber beis Yaakov. You can't say they're blameless. Oh, it was our mother. What Yaakov did, and it was Yosef. They're not blameless. It says three times in the Torah about their hatred. And if the Torah calls something hate, that's true hate. The Torah doesn't exaggerate. Says the Pasik, line 10, Vayisnu oso, Vayosifu od sino oso, Vayosifu od sino oso. And besides the three times sino, Vayakanu bo. Shiluv katlani ze gorera achrav yachash on the this shiluv, this coming together of sinna and kinna, hatred and jealousy, almost led to murder. Almost led to murder. They couldn't. They couldn't speak to him. But Rashi notes. What does it mean? They didn't fake it. They didn't talk to him nicely and then hate him inside. They just didn't talk to him. They didn't talk to him. But you know what? Says Rev Rivlin. When you have feelings against somebody and you let it fester inside, it just gets worse. If you don't let it out, if you don't talk about it, if you don't communicate it, it's just going to get worse. This shevach that they didn't say has a lot of busha associated with it. The destructive results of the of the riv. When you're quiet. And you don't express, that's, that's gonna to lead to terrible consequences. So, the brothers themselves, how they reacted to what was going on was obviously something that they, that they, uh, have to stand up for. And we know throughout history, the story of the Asar Haruge Malchus, uh, the Hulu. But then after all this, Yaakov, again, there's so much is mysterious. Yaakov sends Yosef to Shechem, the Makom HaMiyuchad, Lipuranus, what does Yosef say? Hineni. Hineni, which Rivlin connects to on the bottom. This is kind of Yosef's akeda. How Yitzchak Avinu answered Hineni. It was his akeda, his sacrificing of himself, listening to his father. Yitzchak listened to Avraham to do the akeda. Yosef listened to Yaakov to perform his akeda. Right? Hineni, Balashan Anava, Nizdaris, Lamitzvah, Aviv, Fa'avvisha, Yodea, Be'echav, Shasona, Mosel. It was his akedah, and this led to all of the eventual part of the divine plan. So again, a lot of this, yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is behind the scenes, willing history and getting us to Mitzrayim, but all the players share a part in the story that happened. And again, we're not saying we would be better. We're just learning from these midos into how we can, how we can live our lives on a higher, on a higher plane. Okay. So those are two overarching thoughts for the uh, whole story of the parsha. Now let's get to some details on some of the psukim as we uh, normally have, and then a couple of thoughts uh, related to Yanni Hanukkah as we have this year Shabbos Hanukkah as well. Unusual Shabbos Hanukkah is by Yeshev, not Miketz, but uh, maybe next week we'll be able to talk about the Haftorah, which we usually never get to talk about, Parsha's Miketz, about uh, Shlomo and the two women. Okay, we'll see. Uh, so, Lamed Zayin Chafalaf. Lamed Zayin Chafalaf. Pasuk tells us the, the Osif is coming close to the brothers. Vayiro Osome Rachok, Pasuk Yudches. They see him from afar. Uveterem Yekrav Alehem, Vayisnaklo Oso Lahamisa. Before he gets close to them, they said, we are going to kill him. Unbelievable. You think about the brothers. Kayin killed Hevel. Kayin killed Hevel. Esav wanted to kill Yaakov. The brothers planned on killing Yosef. Yishmael and Avraham. You know, maybe there'll be evidence about Yishmael. He got thrown out earlier. Let's kill him and throw him into a bar. Yeah, let's see. Pashtas sarcasm. Sarcasm in the, uh, in the Torah. Let's see what happens to his dreams. As we know, Ruvain and Yehuda jockey for power over the next couple of parshios. Those are the only two shvatim that talk, right? Uh, Ruvain and Yehuda. So Ruvain says he's, they, they try to get Yaakov to send down mid Binyamin. So here Ruvain stands up. No, 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 no. We're not going to kill him. 
We're not going to kill him. Let's just put him in the pit. Because his ultimate purpose was to bring him back. His ultimate purpose was to bring him back to his father. And that's how we know he came back later and he wasn't in the pit. That's Yaakov. There's a medrash. The medrash on this pasik. Source number eight. The Ksav Sofer quotes the medrash. You were the one that stood up first. You wanted to save Yosef? Chayecha. You're going to get the first ear miklat in your tchum. The six ari miklat that are listed in the Torah, first one is in Ruvain's portion. Right? Ruvain's on the east side of the Jordan. So the first three on the east side of the Jordan, that's Betzer. Betzer, it was in Ruvain. So Betzer's in Ruvain, so that's the Mida Kenegin Mida, says the Madras. Yosef, uh, Ruvain, uh, started with the Hatzalah to save Yosef, so he's going to get the first year Miklad, which is about Hatzalah. Okay? Very nice. Let's try to analyze this a little deeper. Says the Ksav Sofer. What exactly is the connection between Ir Miklat? Ir Miklat and, and Ruvain's salvation. So he says, Kvar ha-chovos halavavos, b'sha'ar habitachon. He quotes the chovos halavavos. Right? All the Achronim learned the chovos halavavos. The Rishonim the Rishonim learned the Chovos Halavavos. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar quotes the Chovos Halavavos. Early Rishon. So the Chovos Halavavos says, Ki misha matzal atzmo, mikaf oyev, v'nas mipanav, oyeitze b'cherev l'kraso, ochoshe machshavos l'atzil nafsho miyado, ein zechisaron bitachon. If somebody runs away from danger, that's not a lack of bitachon. Ein somchen alanes. Right? Ochoshev, if you try to figure out ways to save yourself, if Ahem wants me to live, I'll live. If not, not. No. And says the Chovos Halavavos, I'll prove it to you from Tanakh. Or maybe Raimi Shmuel. Right after Shmuel was told by Hashem, go anoint David. And Shaul was still king at the time. Shmuel says to Hashem, if Shaul hears about this, he's going to kill me. I, I can't do this. So Hashem says, okay, pretend you're going somewhere else. But you see from the Pasuk, ain't some Chanalanes. So Chazal bring that raya. I'll give you a better raya or an additional raya that don't rely on miracles. Don't say, well, if Hashem wants this to happen, then it'll happen, and if not, not. You know what a bigger raya for that is? Are miklat. What's the whole institution of an ear miklat to save your, to save him from the gol adam, from the relatives? To give somebody protection who killed by accident. He's not Mechuyiv Misa. He did it by accident and yet we tell him to run. If Hashem wants him to die, he'll die. And if not, the Gol Adam will get lost. No. That's the message of Ir Miklat. You take protection for when you need protection. And... You take care of yourself. You don't rely on miracles and say, let Hashem do it. That's exactly what Ruvain did also. Ruvain saved Yosef and he felt he was innocent. He didn't just say he's innocent. He did something to save him. He didn't just rely on Hashem. I know bitachon. This is going to be a little tricky because we're going to get to another thought um, in two thoughts with Yosef Atzadik at the end of the parsha. But says the Shara bitachon. Says the Chovas Halavavos. In general, you do everything you can to protect yourself and don't rely on Kadosh Baruch Hu if you want. Yes, after we do everything we're supposed to be doing in Ishtabus, then we say it's up to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Venerali, so he says, and that's and that's the message. Ruvain, you saved Yosef because even though you thought he was innocent, you acted to protect him. So too, Ir Miklat. Ir Miklat, the guy is not Chayemisa, but we act to protect. That's the connection between the two. Venerali Lahamis Bikra, and he says maybe this is an even idea in the Pasik. Hashem Li Lo Ira. Hashem li ba'ozrai va'ani ere 
bisonai. Veloksiv mayir e bisonai. What does it mean? Ani ere. Vakavana. Ki amar David Amelech alav Hashalom. Ki batu achubi Yeshuas Hashem. What did David Amelech say? Hashem li lo ira. I have bitachon. Umasha chaser ateva yashlemanes. Aval ein lo liftoach b'Hashem. Vu yasir einav misonav. Don't have trust in Hashem that you know. I don't even have to look at my enemies. Tzorach litin eibo v'lipo asonav lishmor yidav. Show me a dayham. And what does the pasuk say? Ani ereb esonai. I have bitachon, but I still look at my enemies. Right? This sounds like the Gemara Masechah's Nida, Daf Samachalaf, where the Gemara blamed Gedalia a little bit for his own death. Gedalia ben Achikam, Tom Gedalia. Because the Gemara says that really his advisors told him, Yishmael is trying to kill you. Trying to assassinate you. And he says, nah, Dalakavschus. The Gemara says they fault him because he didn't take precautions. So that's the connection between the two. Now go to the second to last line. Vizek Havanas Hamedrish. Atapasachta batzalz nafashas trila. You started. Vehevanta shein somchen alaneis chayecha. Shein afrishin as ari miklat rak betchum chatrila keinirali says the ksav sofer. That's the depth of the medrash. Okay. Another medrash. Another medrash. On the pasuk that we read before that Yehuda goes down. Right. What happened? They come back to the pit and they're sold. And he sold Pashtus, again, the Rashbam's Pashtus and everybody else's Pashtus. That the, uh, the brothers sell him. The brothers sell Yosef, Ayashav, Rubi, and Alabar. He comes back. Vayikras, Begadav. Where is he? They take the Ksonis Pasim. Vayikra, Yaakov, Simlosa. They come tell Yaakov. Vayakum, where he came up to Bimenachim. Vayimayin, Lehesnachim. And then, Yehuda goes down. Rashi says Yehuda goes down because all the brothers are upset at Yehuda. If you would have, we would have listened to you. You told us to, to, to do this, so we listened to you. So Yehuda went down, and he went, and what did he do? He found a Bas Ishkenani, Shua. He starts having kids. Yehuda has three, right? Er, Onan. So the Medrash tells us, on the third line, this is in source number nine, Chem Das Yamim. I don't know if we ever quoted from this Sefer, maybe if we did a very long time ago, of Yaakov Filber. He's a, he's a, Rav in Merkaz Arav, in the Talmud of Rav Tzvi Yehuda. Um, and um, he quotes the Medrash here. Es yiridaso shal Yehuda ulikach isha. Ve'at smichus inyan zel mikrasa shal Yosef. What is Yehuda going down and the connection to Yosef b'derach zeh? Ki ani adati es ha-machshavos asher anochi choshev alechem. L'aseis l'chen achris v'tikva. The Pasuk in Yermio says that Hashem says, I know your thoughts. And I give you Acharis and Tikva. Shvatim hayu asukin b'mechiraso shal Yosef. The Shvatim are busy selling Yosef. Yosef hayu asuk b'saka v'tani. So Yosef is busy in his sackcloth and fasting. Reuven hayu asuk b'saka v'tani. So Reuven's in his sackcloth and fasting. Yaakov hayu asuk b'saka v'tani. So v'yehuda hayu asuk likach loisha. Everybody's in their sackcloth and fasting. Yehuda goes to get a wife. V'akadosh baruch hu hayu asuk. Borei Oro Shalmelech HaMashiach. What's the Medrash talking about? Yaakov is sitting Shiva. Yosef is sitting Shiva. The brothers, Yehuda gets up to find a wife and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing Mashiach. So he quotes two ideas. Two ideas. One from Rav Simcha Bunim and one from the Kotzker. So first he quotes from Rav Simcha Bunim. The Medrash. Kol Echad Hayaasik Asik each one of these, this relates back to maybe what we just said from Rav Rivlin before. Everybody realized that they took part in the problem. Everybody realized that, that what they did led to such a tragedy. So they were all doing tshuva. They all took the blame. What does a leader do? He takes the blame. They all took the blame. The brothers were partners. Ruvain. Ruvain. Why did I, why did I say to throw him in the pit? Why did I take him home? Yosef. Why did I start up? Yosef. Yaakov. I sent him to Shechem. I gave him the coat. So everybody's doing shuva. Yehuda, what's Yehuda doing? Yehuda got up to find a wife. 
Yehuda biyoso melech alehem bevade hayudvarim nishmaim vayibichotu liftar Yosef alashiva laviv. Right, he could have brought him back. So why wasn't he doing tshuva? Kulam naktu b'derech hatshuva mekubelish al sak v'tainis. They were doing tshuva the way that they understood tshuva. Be sad and broken. B'tikvasha sigufim yechaper al chatasem. Yehuda, he took the blame. Also, but what was his tshuva? If I broke, I need to build. If I destroyed, I need to create. If I destroyed a shevet, Rahman al-Islan, my father's not having another shevet. Maybe it's up to me to have another shevet. Yehuda went to do what he can. What shuvah is going to help? Maybe he'll be able to have, he had malchus in him, maybe he'll be able to have a child. Maybe his child can. And that is yakar in front of Hashem. And what does Hashem say? Yehuda, coming from Yehuda, is Oroshal Mashiach. Because what this story eventually leads to, Yehuda and Tamar and Ammon and Moab and Rus, etc. That's one idea. Tshuva doesn't just mean to be broken. Tshuva means be broken and then what can I do to fix? How could I continue? Number one. Number two, the second idea he quotes, that in the footnote of the Sefer that he was quoting, he says that the Kutzker heard this from Rav Simcha Bunim, and, uh, and he said, Chas v'shalom, he gave such a shot. Okay, I'm not sure why Chas v'shalom. Chas l'pek kadosh mori lo markach. Vazu amar zal kavanas rabo. This is what my Rebbe meant. This is what my Rebbe meant. Kashara, or what Rav Simcha Buna meant. Kashara, Yehuda mashinase, v'chi nigra makol ha'i p'yait saso. When Yehuda saw what happened, he was broken. Name slavavo v'kirbo, his heart melted. V'halach b'meriris gadola ma'od. So he was basically, he nullified himself as if he was not there. What am I going to do? I have to start again. What's the first mitzvah? Peruvu. Okay, let's start again. Let's start my life again, so to speak. And and he starts with the first mitzvah, Peri of Arivia. That's what the Kutzker was happier with that idea than the uh, earlier one. Okay, either way, they both show that Yehuda, how he does tshuva is that he gets up then and goes to the next tasks and accomplishes. And by the way, that's what David HaMelech does as well. David HaMelech, his descendant, he did plenty of tshuva in his life. David was not perfect. The Navi describes various sins and there are different ways how to understand them. Bacheva and counting the people... But, but David continued, and that's why he was the Melech. A Melech doesn't mean that you're perfect. A Melech means that you make mistakes and you learn from your mistakes. And that's what Yehuda did, Sadkami many, and that's what David did. Okay, all the way at the end of the Parsha, all the way at the end of the Parsha, we were talking before about uh, the balance of Bitachon and uh, Hishtabu, so that comes up at the end of the Parsha, as we know, with Yosef. Yosef in the Towards the end of the parsha, he interprets the dreams of the Saramashkim and the Saraofim. And what does he say in Pasuk Yudala towards the end? When the Saramashkim is about to go back up, he says, Kim Sakhartani Yitcha Kashayita Vacha, remember me. Remember me and mention me to Paro. Those two words, the Ene Chazal get Yosef in trouble. And he stayed in jail for another couple of years. Kim Zakhartani vihiz Kartani. Says Rabbeinu Bachai. Says Rabbeinu Bachai. Source number 10. Bikesh b'men roshnei dvarim. Yosef asked the Sar Hamashkim two things. Ha'echad sheyaskiruhu hu atzmo. Atz number one, you, remember me. Remember me, please, how I'm helping you out. Va'asheni sheyaskirenu lepara. Number two, mention me. Mention. Umepreiz dekasuv. And that's why the double was shown in the next Pasuk. He didn't remember him and he forgot. Double was shown. It's a parallel of the double was shown that Yosef asked. Klomar. 
Yosef didn't think that the Saramashkin was the source of his salvation. Rock by Shem Levad, we knew it was Hashem. Aval Haisa Kabanaso, Shashem Isala, his men of Saramashkin. He thought that this was what Hashem sent him. Right, the famous story, the guy drowning, right, a boat comes by and a helicopter comes by, don't worry, Hashem's gonna save me, Hashem's gonna save me, and then he dies and goes up to heaven. What happened? I had Bitachon. I sent you a helicopter, I sent you a boat. So Yosef, I thought, Hashem, this is what you sent me. Hashem doesn't always do miracles. So why was he punished? In the, and Chazal say that it was a lack of bitachon. It was one word. It was one extra word. That extra word. You didn't need that extra word. On Yosef's level. Right? Remember me. Great. Mention me. What do you think remembering is? Or maybe even, maybe even means two words. Maybe he knows that, yes, Saramashkim is going to be the tool. You have to say something. You don't think Hashem is going to make him say something. So again, it's hard for us to imagine because we're not on Yosef's level. But the message is that there's a, there's a fine line. There's a fine line between bitachon, doing. We have to do, like we said before, in Somchen Alanais. But we also have to recognize, after we've done everything, it's all in Hashem's hands. It's all in Hashem's hands. After we've done everything. Right? Yosef was not told that his bitachon in a human. It was Hashem. The question is, the balance of what's Hashem, what does Hashem expect of me? So that's a tricky, trickier for Yosef, but even tricky for us as well. Okay. You have in front of you two thoughts in Yanni Hanukkah. We'll see if we can get to do both. Let's at least do the first one. From Rev. Ramon Sefer on Hanukkah. So we know the Rambam, many a shir has been given on this. The Rambam tells us that the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is mitzvah chaviva hiad ma'od. It's a very beloved mitzvah. That word, that adjective is not common at all. Not common at all. I'm in source number 12. Right? Mitzvah der Chanukah, Mitzvah Chavivi Hi Ad Ma'od. Mitzvah Rechadim Li Zorba. Kedei Lahodi Anei, so Lahove B'Shavach HaKel, beautiful Lashat the Rambam has. What does it mean, Chaviva? What makes the Mitzvah of Ner Chanukah Chaviva, beloved? Umikol Dini HaChagim HaMoadim, who Mofiyah B'Dvarav Rakan, only here. The Rambam does not call Matzah or Lulav or Shofar or Megillah Beloved. Right? This is the only time when the Rambam uses that Lashon. So what is it? So other Rishonim use the Lashon too. Right? He quotes, Tosfis says, this is why, what does Chaviv uh, teach us even in the Halacha? There's only a Birchas Haro'e by a Menorah, a Chanukiah. If I see a Lulav, there's no Bracha. If I see a Shofar, if I see a Chanukiah and I have no plans to light that night, I, made a, I make a Birchas Haro'e. I make a bracha on on seeing, on seeing. So what? And Tosha says why? Because the chavivus hamitzvah. So what's the chavivus? What's the chavivus? So says Rav Rimon, We have the the word chaviv in Chazal elsewhere. Pirkei Avos. Pirkei Avos. We have he kavod chavercha chaviv alecha kishalcha. The covet of your friend should be beloved upon you like yourself. The Rambam brings this regarding money. What does chavivus mean in that context? Chavivus is about a relationship there. Right? The covet of your friend should be chaviv to you. The covet of your student should be chaviv to you. How do you build a relationship? With hashka, with investment. When there's investment in something, that creates chavivus. When there's mesirus, when there's, there's giving, that creates a chavivus. If I invest in a student, then that Talmud becomes chaviv to me. If I invest in a friend, whatever we invest in, we have a deeper connection. 
we have a deeper connection to that friend. Line 26. When we're mashkia in something, right? We become deeply connected to whatever I was mashkia in. Right? And he quotes in the, the Rav Dessler, the more you give, the more you love. That's Rav Dessler's thought. Out of all the mitzvahs of Hanukkah, out of all the holidays, most other holidays, Hashem did a lot. Hashem did a lot. Right? Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Hashem gave us the Torah. Hashem surrounded us with Ananei HaKavid. And even Purim. We, we did, but also Hashem. But Hanukkah, what, what's such a focus on Hanukkah? The Nair. We wanted to do, we were mashkia, and we invested, and we worked so hard to get the base Hamigdash back. We worked so hard for Ruchnius. We worked so hard for Mitzvos. It's not because we were fighting for our physical. The investment and the hard work and the misirut that we gave for mitzvos, Hashem showed us back, right? That's the Pnei Yeshua's point. Hashem gave us a nace just to be able to do a mitzvah in a more lachachila fashion. That the, that the oil burns, the oil, bur- the oil uh, didn't go out for eight days. Because the more you invest in anything, the more you're connected and the more chaviv it is to you. When, if we invest in our mitzvos, time and money and effort, we're invested in it, even in the English word. We become invested in something. When you invest in something, you are invested in it, and you are connected to it, and it's chaviv. So this is a mitzvah that it's chaviv to Hashem, because it's chaviv to us, because we earned it, right? We um, and this is a a a miracle. Remember, the Hanukkah we had a Beis Hamikdash, we had a Beis Hamikdash, but we fought because we didn't just want a Beis Hamikdash. We wanted a Torah based on Mikdash. Right? This Hanukkah, we're, we're in Eretz Yisrael, but we want, we want a safe Eretz Yisrael. We want a strong Eretz Yisrael. We want a Geula filled Eretz Yisrael. And every one of our, every one of our, our soldiers, they're creating Chavivus in their own way to Eretz Yisrael. In a connection that anyone who's not on the battlefield cannot even understand and fathom. The connection that is created. The Chavivus, as is said in this thought. The more chavivus there is, the more connection there is. We should all be zocha. Every Jew should be zocha to recognize the chavivus of Eretz Yisrael. And the story of Hanukkah happened in Eretz Yisrael, right? The only holiday that we celebrate that took place in the land of Israel. Pesach did not, Shavuos did not, Sukkot did not, Purim did not. Only Hanukkah, right? And that's what we celebrate. So, Beth Hashem, we should be zocha. Hanukkah has it in its, in the calendaric days, the Bnei Yisraskar says. It's in the days that miracles, miracles could happen. Be'ez Hashem, Hashem should give us miracles as well. This year in Tavshin Peidalet, and we should be Zoha to be celebrating, to be dancing, and to be, um, discussing, not about davening for Nisim, but about thanking for Nisim, the mayor of Yemen.